great story waiting to be told in Cleveland this weekend. I just don't think it'll happen. And what's more, I don't think it'll be the prequel to something bigger. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning and Happy New Year's Eve to everybody. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. If you happen to be into hockey and or baseball, I've also got Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates available to you every day, every weekday on this same platform. It's Steelers versus Browns. Sunday at 1.02 p.m. up at First Energy Stadium. I'll be up there covering that. Game means close to everything for the home team. It'll mean close to nothing for the visitors. However, however, try to picture the scenario in which Mason Rudolph not only gets vengeance over his evil arch nemesis, Miles Garrett, but also plays well. Like, just picture that. Just picture the conversation that we'd all be having if Mason is out there firing BBs and just letting the ball fly, uh, putting up bombs to his buddy James Washington, springing guys, hitting them in stride, Moving out of the pocket. Just imagine what we'd be talking about after that game. I can promise you that for however cute it would be that Mason defeats Miles, the nation would get over that in a split second and instead be talking about Ben's successor. Not for the playoffs, of course, not after the way Ben roared back against Indianapolis. I think we can finally do away with that subject. It really shouldn't have come up. I'm talking about for next season. I'm talking about Mason Rudolph having this opportunity, this stage, to show the Steelers what he can do. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Warrior Alpaca Socks. What makes Warrior Alpaca socks different is the alpaca fiber used in their construction. It's stronger, softer, far less irritating to the skin, more breathable, warmer than wool, hypoallergenic. Outdoor work socks, cozy bed socks, lightweight diabetic compression socks, they all look and feel great too. Visit warrioralpacasocks.com and use the code DK to receive 15% off your first order. That's just for our listeners. Use the code DK at warrioralpacasocks.com. I'm skeptical. I'm not here to be a ray of sunshine when it comes to Mason Rudolph. I understand and respect that he's only 25 years old. I absolutely appreciate that he's been through a lot in his short NFL career. In 2019, when he was thrust into duty, and that's not an excuse. It's just, you know, you're not expecting. You're not preparing as a starter. He had the vicious concussion and the even more vicious treatment at the hands of Garrett, uh, both on and off the field. And that's a lot 
for a kid to go through. And he's a good one. Mason Rudolph's good people. But within all that, I see a quarterback who's got a big league arm and a minor league head for the game. I see the bullets that he's capable of throwing. I I see how easy it is for him to just drop back and put one up 55 yards. We see it in practice. We see what he's capable of doing with the arm. What we don't see are the other things that you want and in the NFL need to see from a number one quarterback. We don't see the reads. Uh, we don't see uh, – we do see the – I was about to say we don't see the checkdowns. We see the checkdowns. You see too many of them because he he gives up on plays too soon, which was actually maybe his number one problem in 2019. He would look out into the field – and he would see a receiver that was kind of open. Or as I heard one person with the Steelers tell me last year, he goes, these guys are NFL open. They're not college open. And he needs to trust that they're NFL open, meaning you're never going to get that much space the way you do in college when you get wide open. The defenses are better. The, everything is better. Rudolph's career figures in the NFL and again, this is just the one season, obviously, along with a you know handful of mostly meaningless cameos. Show an 81.8 passer rating, 13 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He's been what he's been. He did get better when he came back in 2019 before he got hurt yet again. I'd forgot to mention that one in the earlier reference, that was the shoulder. He played better. He threw a beautiful touchdown to Deontay Johnson in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Some of you might remember. Beautiful pass to the left edge of the end zone. Maybe that'll trigger the memory for you. And the moment he did, I remember turning to to Dale Lawley, our beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports, in the press box at MetLife Stadium and saying, that's an NFL pass. And he said, yeah, he can do that. Yep. He's got the arm. What hasn't he put together? I can't say that. Uh, I, I can't know that. It's hard to get into anyone's head in any walk of life. But he's had some challenges. The ones that I've mentioned and the fact that he's shown up here from day one as Ben's backup with no sign whatsoever that Ben will be retiring at any point. I mean, Ben would talk about it for a while, and then and then he stopped doing that, and then he started talking about being around forever. This season, Ben comes back. There was never a doubt. There was never a question. It's not like any job in professional sports being the backup quarterback because there's a really, really good chance you won't get your opportunity. And then there's the the dynamic between Mason and Ben. As with most things 
related to Steelers' narratives, it's uh, it's overdone. Uh, ben isn't the most amiable, approachable guy uh, in most settings. Uh, he's got a lot of good to him. Uh, I'm not one of those people who just routinely criticizes him or expects him to be something that he isn't. But you could see where there wouldn't be a particularly great vibe between Ben and the person brought in to either be his understudy or successor. Ben was much, much better off. And actually, it wouldn't take much to get him to say this to you out loud. He was much better off and much happier when he had a Charlie Batch or a Byron Leftwich. Those guys, he still references them like they're still around. Bruce Gradkowski he'll name drop because he loved having that veteran guy on the sideline that he could go to and say, hey, let's talk about this play or that play. When you see Ben come to the sideline now, he's talking to Josh Dobbs, the rocket scientist Josh Dobbs, who's inactive, but he's still on the sideline. And Dobbs is sharing observations with him. You don't see Mason in there as much. And take all of those things combined, and you get people thinking or even saying that there's some kind of problem between Mason and Ben. This is what Ben had to say on the subject yesterday. Honestly, there there's a lot to be said about the the noise level, the quietness of it, because you can hear so much on, for instance, Deontay's touchdown. They were yelling slant, slant, slant. Like their sideline was to my right, right by where Deontay was. They were yelling slant, slant, slant. And the way the, co- the, the coverage that they gave us um, actually – we should have run a slant and I almost changed the play, but I didn't because they were yelling it. And every, I heard them, Deontay heard them, their D, their DB heard them. So I was like, good. We want them to think we're running a slant because we're running a fade. Like this could end up working really well. So I think it can, it can hurt and help if that, if that kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, there, there's absolutely times in games where you hear a defender say, Hey, watch this. And you're like, man, that's what we call. Now some of that's dumb luck. Some of it maybe is tendencies. Um, we can hear stuff that they talk about. It, it is one of the most unique years when it comes to strategy, when it comes to trying to trick people. Like, like sometimes you even, you know, are trying to do dummy signals and saying dummy things just to, to make things happen. So, uh, or to trick the other, uh, other team. So there are times in that first half that they were, you know, calling things out, but once again, are they getting lucky or do they know something? It, it's hard to tell, you know, there you go. As always with Ben, you got to parse. You got to pick between the lines to find out what he's really saying, why he made some of the references that he did and everything else. These guys aren't pals. They're not buddies. And they don't really work together that much. Whether or not they work together well or not, I don't know. But they don't work together that much in games. That's not me spreading a rumor or supposing something. That's me watching the sideline in covering every game they play home and road. The two quarterbacks that are spending time together during a game are Ben and Josh Dobbs. And even when it came up with Ben about the situation Sunday in Cleveland, he said he'll be there to help out Mason 
and or Josh, depending on who it is that's getting the start. Well, everybody knows Mason Rudolph starting. So whatever's there is a sideshow and a a thing that's probably not all that prominent in this equation that I'm describing to you, but it's another thing. It's another thing that's hung over Rudolph in his brief time in Pittsburgh. Could he pack up and go somewhere else and, and get a chance? You know, I mean, you've seen the quality of some of the quarterbacks who've gotten opportunities around the NFL this season. And believe it or not, I'm not referring to the fiasco in Denver. I just mean in general. You see them everywhere. Could he do that? Sure. And could he become a decent NFL quarterback? Yes, absolutely. Every coach, every coordinator, every assistant positional coach will affirm that the number one thing that a quarterback has to have, first and foremost, is an arm. He's got that. It's a fresh arm. It's an unused or mostly unused arm. He's six foot five, 230 pounds. He's tough. He can move a little bit. But who's going to teach him the game? Who's going to teach him the game at the NFL level? Who's going to invest that kind of time? Who's going to hand him the reps necessary to become that player as a starter? Practice reps, training camp reps, OTAs reps, everything. Which team is going to do that? I don't know. I don't know. My belief is that Rudolph isn't the answer for the Steelers in the long term. Uh, I don't say things like that lightly, especially about a younger player. Would love to be wrong. I'd love to be wrong about Sunday. I, I hope to see this kid after everything that, that he's been through in the past year and a half go out there and knock the Browns out of the playoffs and have a great big smile on his face at Miles Garrett's expense. That'd be okay by me. And I'll be in there to see all those unhappy dog faces and everything else. But I, I honestly don't think that I will be. You have to see at some point, even with a young player, an inexperienced player, someone who has struggled you have to see some spots that make you think, whoa, hey, there's something. Where'd that come from? And Mason doesn't do that. You're just as likely to be unsurprised by one of these terrific throws that I just mentioned to you as you are by something that just makes you scratch your head. Like, what? Did he not see this or did he not see that? And after a while, you kind of just start thinking to yourself that this player is who this player is. I'll say it again. I'd love to be wrong. Love to be wrong. Yeah, feel free with the next show that we have, and it'll be next Monday from Cleveland, to really shove it in my face if Mason Rudolph has a terrific game and looks like the future of the franchise. I'm absolutely delighted to eat my words on that count. When we come back, just one question. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are injured in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been AV rated. For those of you not in the legal industry, that's the highest rating a law firm can receive for legal ability and ethics. They've also been designated as super lawyers. That's with a capital S and a capital L, and it's every bit as impressive as it sounds. For the past 15 years now, that's reserved for the top 5% of attorneys in Pennsylvania. LGKG is the name of the firm. They have offices at Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You also can learn more at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's Just One Question comes from Stevie who asks, Is there any scenario where Bud Dupree is wearing black and gold next year? Well, let me start, Stevie, by saying I'm glad people are still talking about Bud. Uh, No, that's not ideal. And no, that's not an indictment of Alex Highsmith, who's actually done pretty well for a third-round rookie out of a small program in Charlotte. Uh... And he's shown upside within that. He's missed plays where he's made excellent penetration. He's overrun them at times. He's been fooled. But he's also making them. He's not hurting the Steelers in any way over there. The difference is Bud was doing stuff that was all pro level. And taking Bud off of this defense way more than Devin Bush takes the special out of this defense or takes a significant component of the special out of this defense. You used to be able to look at the opponent and say, huh, they're struggling on the offensive line. They've given up a lot of sacks. They have absolutely no chance whatsoever to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just on that count alone, because you knew the defense was going to eat the other team's quarterback alive or force him to do things that he didn't want to do, and as a result, the secondary would do its thing. Without Bud there, TJ's still doing big-time damage to his credit. But we haven't noticed Stephon Tuitt and Cam Hayward as much. TJ is getting chipped by a tight end as they go by, so it's not the same thing. Uh, They miss TJ. I'm sorry, they miss Bud. They miss Bud. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Can they keep him? Uh, I mean, anything's possible, but 
if you're a team that struggles with the pass rush, and there are lots of those out there, if you're a team that's looking for an elite edge rusher, and you're a team that's got cap room, and there's lots of those out there, you're, you're nuts to not break the bank for Bud. You're nuts to not find a way to get him in. The Steelers won't be able to compete with that. If you want some perspective on what this will cost, think to Javon Hargrave. Javon's a pretty good player. He's a pretty good NFL nose tackle. In addition to being smart and agile enough to shut down running lanes, in addition to being threatening enough to bring a double team in the old-school nose tackle fashion, he also could penetrate. He also could get back to the quarterback, and his numbers supported that. So the Eagles and a couple other teams, one of them being the Steelers, were in on him as a free agent. Last summer, the Eagles ended up paying Hargrave $39 million over three years, $13 million a year. Now, ask yourself what you think of Bud Dupree now and what you thought of Javon Hargrave at the time, and then try to figure out what somebody's going to end up paying Bud. And it's going to be over the longer haul. They know they can't keep him. They know that. That's why they drafted Highsmith where they did. That's why they speak as highly as they do of Highsmith from the context of having to hit the fast forward button. That was a term that Mike Tomlin used a couple weeks ago after Bud was hurt, the way they'd have to handle Highsmith. We already had him. We know he's going to be starting next year. We just now have to accelerate everything about his learning curve and his experience level. So they know this. They know this. I, I wouldn't get your hopes up. If if something insane happened, like Ben retiring or whatever, and a ton of money opened up on the cap, yeah, you can talk about it, but I don't see any of that happening either. Uh, the Steelers are going to have to keep some of their free agents. The guy that I would be most locked in on right now would be Mike Hilton. Uh, to a lesser extent, Cam Sutton, because you could have Cam replace Joe Hayden if it comes to that. But Mike Hilton, to me, that's a playmaker. That's a playmaker. And those guys uh, don't grow on trees. Uh, I'd find a way to keep him in the fold. And I think Hilton, with his understanding that the Steelers gave him a chance that no other team did as an undrafted rookie, might be amenable to signing for the long term. So, but yeah, not Bud. Sorry. It's a really, really good question. It's a fair question. I appreciate it. Thanks to everybody um, for listening to this. This show will be back Monday, as I mentioned, from Cleveland after the game. We'll be taking off tomorrow for New Year's. And Happy New Year to you as well. Be nice to have this one over with, right? At 
At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.